people live righteously. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's an Articles of News episode. It's episode number 393. This will be our news and conference update. It's me, Richie T, and uh, and my friend. You've heard him before here in the Cultural Hall, but it's been a tick. Uh, it's my friend Russ, Russell Wild from not Austin, but kind of Austin, Texas. Hello, sir. It's San Marcos, Texas. It's between it's Austin and San Antonio. Like halfway? Yeah, pretty much. When I went and visited you, the two things that stick in my mind is float the river and deep fried uh cream corn that's the two things that i remember from when i visited you what is probably now 15 years ago uh not quite that long was, ago how, what, how long ago was it it's got to be at least a decade at least a decade uh, yeah no I, we moved here in 2007 okay so maybe eight or nine doesn't matter uh yeah. russ russ and i know each other from college we used to do a radio show uh together richie t and russ russ was the news guy and uh so that's why he's doing articles of news here. And it's appropriate. If you're a Patreon subscriber of this, you're able to see the video of today's articles of news episode. Uh, so I should mention that patreon.com slash the cultural hall. A little bit of perks. We're getting better and better about letting you know different episodes that are coming up, being able to listen to it beforehand, being able to see the video like you are today. You can go to patreon.com slash the cultural hall. It's worth pointing out within that video um, that I'm wearing our old college radio station long sleeve shirt, the old Power 91 KSUU with Richard T. and Seed Russ. <laughs> How long did you do that with? How long did we do that together? Did we do, did we just do it two or two years? Well, because I kept doing years? it until I graduated, but like you went and you got the big job in St. George and then you did news in, out in Texas. That's what took you out that way. Right. So yeah, I think we just did, we did it together for two years. Yeah, two years in the morning, every With a, morning. A couple of different co-hosts. I've never but seen yeah. I've never seen uh, Russ more angry uh, than he was a few times <laughs> at me during that, and I don't even remember why. Which is impressive because we also lived together. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have uh, a level of professional angst that. I mean, through. so, and maybe people can relate to this, maybe not. I was a big fan of the tuna fish, tuna fish sandwiches, and it seems like it. there was no making Russ happy uh, with a tuna fish sandwich. Like, if I wanted to eat a tuna fish sandwich, like, that was, that was the biggest, like, there was no coming back from that. There was no, I could do the tuna fish sandwich in the right way. It was, how dare you, a grievance next to murder, like... You know, read well, the miracle, forgive the I think the you hit thing. it on the head when you said that you couldn't do a tuna fish sandwich in the right way because you could never figure <laughs> out how to properly uh, and with the proper etiquette for someone else in a shared living space handle a can of tuna fish because those things stink. Yeah, bad. So real bad. The liquid, the liquid that comes out of it, the can itself, you have to handle all of that, and you never were able to handle yeah. all of that. I think I was able. I just, I, uh, I don't know. My, Chose not to. But, but here's the deal. Still terrible at it to this day. Uh, in fact, I just made a tuna fish sandwich the other day because of the, you know, the self quarantine. We're going through the canned foods now, making sure that we're fresh and top of rack as far as that goes. Right. Yeah. Make sure you rotate those. And and uh, and my wife, very lovingly does the hey did you make tuna okay and so then i went and scrubbed and cleaned everything out and took the trash out but no yeah, i'm no better i'm no better than i was 20 years ago so you were right when you said you can't do it right <laughs> uh now you still live in san marcus texas your wife she live tweeted the first session she kicked it off for us at the cultural hall on twitter she's very funny very insightful some of the things quick-witted I don't know if, if you just let her loose or if you were like, hey, now tweet this, because I think I would have the proponent. No, I was, I was chasing our four kids around, <laughs> and uh, I didn't see any of it, uh, any of her tweets. I saw the conference, yeah. sort of, as much yeah. as you do with four with kids. Four kids. Uh, but yeah, chasing them around. She did a great job, so a huge thanks to, we call her Chow. Her name is Charmaine. I don't get the connection, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> you want to know the connection? I think I knew, and I think I went, eh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, I'll, 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 it's it, it's worth noting now. Go ahead. Now that we've done it, uh, Charmaine is her name, uh -huh. which when you're in second grade, 
uh, becomes chow mein. Okay. Because what, people so can't they, talk in second grade? No, they just, they're making fun of her. You're Charmaine, 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 and then, then the main just fell off and then it just became chow. Mm-hmm. But then, and then she, it stayed. It, well, then there was that point like that you do like, oh, that doesn't hurt my feelings. I like it. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, we'll call you that. Whatever. All right, then. Yeah. But then the come into your started calling it. <laughs> What's your full name before like the blessings or whatever? It's like Charmaine. It's like, what? Chow, what? So it really came from being teased and then she in yeah, in, in grade school. Yeah. Chow main okay. versus Charmaine. I didn't, I don't think I remember that that's what it was. Now I'm going to insist on calling her Chow whenever I see her. Did that influence on her behalf, the naming of your other kids? Uh, the, the ridicule she received as a child. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I, I feel like we've been kind of, all over the place with our children's names. I think so, so too. I don't, I don't think we've really uh, done a, a thorough analysis of how you would make fun of their names. Like, how really. did you get them? Let's go quick. I mean, we're getting to know you, right? The oldest one is uh, uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, uh, which is based on City of Conception, <laughs> which is uh, you know, it's the story of the Phoenix, right? The uh, rising the from the chain, ashes, which. Now I feel like I'm going in way too much personal information about my wife, which she's not here to defend herself, but she's probably not even going to listen to this. Yeah, so we'll never know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she didn't want, she didn't want to have kids. Uh-huh. And so, you know, some stuff happened in her life. Then she decided that we, we, she did want to have kids. And when we decided to have kids. And so it was kind of like this almost symbolic end of that old life thinking and birth of a new life. That was kind of where the Phoenix thing came in. Also, oh, she yeah. likes the X-Men. Oh yeah. And to have an X in your name is pretty cool. Right. No, but the X-Men comic books. Yeah, right, 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 right. Phoenix. Right. Phoenix. No, I got it. I got so, it. So, yeah. So, it all, it all plays in. What, what, Although what, we do, what we nickname? do cringe when people say Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, as a, as a, like oh, it's from Harry Potter. No. 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 Uh, what's the nickname for Phoenix? Um, We call her Fee a lot. Okay. Okay. I try to call her PW, like yeah. Pee Wee Herman, yeah. but it doesn't, it doesn't work. Hey, nice. PW. Yeah. But. No. Nope. Because the last name is Wild for people who don't know why it would be PW. Yeah. Uh, I know that people are excited about this, so let me just give a quick teaser. We're going to go through the names of the other three kids. What's the next one? Uh, oh, we can do these quick. Uh, the second one is Eleanor. Okay, why? Uh, Rigby? Uh, Eleanor is uh, named after, uh, it's a family name. Uh, when we had her, we didn't know the gender. We didn't uh-huh. know the gender of our, our first you did, two kids. You did that all too clever thing where it's like, we knew on the first one. But we want to be surprised. No, we didn't. No, one. we didn't know on the first one either. Oh, okay, we didn't know on either of them. Okay, uh, and so uh, the the Eleanor. So we're in the hospital, had the baby, and we're like, "What are we going to call this kid?" <laughs> and so she starts going through family history and goes way back. And not that it matters, but uh, we're related in some way to Eleanor of Aquitaine, the king of Queen of England in France. And yeah. so that Aquitaine Hunger Eleanor... Force. That's one of my favorite uh, TV shows. Yeah. Perfect. She's uh, the French fry. Nice. Uh, then the third kid uh, is Garth after my late father. Okay. And just so people know, if I reference, uh, well, actually, let's not go there. I was going to. Thank so, you. Sometimes, gonna... sometimes we make jokes about. about we were going to lose some Russ. Patreon yeah, subscribers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say. I don't think I realized that it was uh, that your father's name was Garth. That's a sweet tribute. Yep. Yeah. So uh, party on. Uh huh. Yeah. Not, party on. Not Wayne. the country singer. Sure. Although what, a, uh, although what a great concert in self-quarantine the other day. If you didn't check that uh, out, you should check it out. It's pretty great. Going to have to. And then uh, the the youngest, current youngest, is uh, Lincoln, mm-hmm. who uh, is named for the president. As in and Abraham? In Nebraska. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, my mother-in-law really likes... Uh, in, is Logs. Inspired by... <laughs> president <laughs> abraham lincoln like this story like she's really captivated to him and that was sort of uh, a tribute to both him and her because of her uh i don't know adoration of him so and, that's where lincoln came and, from and you say the youngest now but there are you guys having another one yeah with number five's on the way because oh. we thought why not have one during uh, a plague also i'd like to remind everyone that when we started this i said how my wife didn't want to have kids yeah but then now we're having five yeah did you ever want to have five no that is what we call in the business a bait and switch (laughs) that wasn't what i signed up for no 
I remember talking to friends though, when I told them like, yeah, she doesn't really want to have kids. And they're like, how do you feel about it? I'm like, I'm like, well, I want to have kids, but when, you know, it'll work out or it won't, whatever. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. And uh, if she would have been like, I want to have five kids, I would have been like, that's cool. Good luck. We'll yeah. See you on the flip side. Yeah. Peace hope you find your, find, hope you find, no, it's not like that at all, but yeah. No, but, but, like, but being, being, uh, being a friend of yours and having had the opportunity to go to uh, lunch with the brood. Like it, I mean, it is a consuming because they're young kids. It's not like you have a yeah. It's like like you have a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like rapid succession doing this. Kids, do you know the gender of the fifth one? Uh, It's a boy. So Richie, what? What'll be the middle name? Uh, T. T. Okay. Like a drink with jam (laughs) and bread, or are you gonna tribute it to something else? Uh, no. Uh, the the it'll be Richie, and then the T will be for Mister T. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. Because we pity the fool that has five kids. (laughs) As a reminder to stop. Do you you have a a name, though, picked out? Since we've already invested Uh, this amount of time into your kids' names. uh, We are, uh, at this point, leaning towards Winston. Okay. Like Churchill? Uh, uh, Partly uh, Churchill. It's also a family name on my side. I have an Uncle Winston. Okay. Okay. uh, That we refer to as Uncle Wink. Yeah. Having a so, kid named Wink is pretty cool. So that's my goal is that if we do in fact name him Winston mm-hmm. and I will just call him Wink. Yeah. What is the what is the uh, middle name? What are we thinking there? I don't remember that, if we thought of a middle name. Is yet that where Richard one. is that where Richard falls in? Uh because Winky Dick is a pretty great name. <laughs> uh no, I don't think we do Richard because uh I, I also have a, a, a brother who passed at the same time as my father, whose name was Richard. Yeah. And, and so you uh, wouldn't, you don't want to play pay tribute to the brother? N- n- no, it's not that we don't. It's I think my, my brother has. Oh, okay. So, oh, so it's like stepping on tributary toes. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they might have, it might already been used. Yeah, 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 yeah. They dibsed it. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, I'm trying to think... Uh, if there's anything that has been exciting uh, for me before we take a break and come back and, and do our conference report. Did conference, I, I don't know, I guess that's, I guess you're not going conference wise. You're going more personal. Yeah. More personal wise. You know, I am still having to work with this uh, quarantine going into the office. And uh, today when I went into the office, I found that there were no Lysol wipes. There was no, like antibacterial spray, there was no any of those things. And uh, it, for people who don't know, I do a, a morning radio show. You can listen to it on Sirius XM Channel 143, or you can download the podcast, or if you live in Utah, you can listen on 107.9, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. It's called The Lisa Show. I'm a co-host. It doesn't make sense why it's named one of us and not both of us. I digress. We're in the studio. We're close quarters talking. We keep it separate. You know, we are six feet, but it's all within the same room. We should have those things, and I lost it. I lost it on the people that did are you in- channel the anger that I showed you uh, when we were in college on the radio? Yes, I. I honestly, I just was like, "Here's the deal." I am. And we had a Zoom meeting after the show. I said, "Here's the deal." Like, I love this job, and I love that I'm able to do it. And I, you guys, treat and that me I well, still have a job, and that I still have a job that I'm able to draw a paycheck. Right? I want you to know that I am not ungrateful. But I said to my bosses who, since we've been on self-quarantine, haven't come into the office, I said, you have to take care of us if you want us to be here. We have to have supplies so that we are safe. My wife is immunocompromised. My co-host's wife, or my co-host's husband, rather, is immunocompromised as well. Like, we have to be careful. We, ha- we wash hands the first thing we come in. We wipe everything down. We wash hands when we leave. We, you know, wipe all the things. And it was unreal. Like, I, I, I wasn't yelling, but I was definitely like, hey, guys, take care of us. Please don't ask us to do this if you aren't going to take care of us. And, you know, luckily they said, yeah, you're right. We should absolutely have those things. And we'll make sure that, you know, when you go back the next time that there's everything that you would need to be able to have it safe. And I don't know. I always get worried about, like, putting my foot down. That's the big thing that's scary for me is it's like, I demand respect. And I'm always afraid that someone's going to be like, you don't deserve respect. And I'm like, you're right. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I demanded respect, but can I, can I have it back? Can I, 
Can I take that back now? I don't know. So, no, you can't. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't ever. But, I mean, as far as exciting things, aside from watching conference, which we'll talk about kind of the highlights and some of the observations from that, uh, I mean, that is that is the most recent thing. I'm doing every single um, clean-out, organized thing within my house uh, that I possibly could. The next thing is getting rid of clothes that no longer fit me, so it'll be a I-need-to-lose-some-weight uh, session the next time. I do that within my house where it's like, oh, I love this shirt. And then I try and put it on and go, oh, oh, it doesn't fit. Uh, it's time to get rid of this thing. So, Yeah, I would de-junk more except my trash is limited. And with all the kids, there's just nowhere to put it. Right, <laughs> so I've got right. All this stuff, like, what do I do? Well, it's gonna, all this junk I want to get rid of and I can't. Yeah, it's going to be a massive, massive purge once everything gets lifted. I know for a long time Texas was holding out, but now you guys are on a pretty well complete lockdown right yeah uh it's it's was initially left up to cities and counties uh-huh. rather than a statewide i mean i don't know if you know this about texas it's large yeah and i don't know if you but, know this about texas they'll let ev- everyone who lives in texas will let you know just how large it is whenever you talk to them i i there's 200 and something counties Jeez. and in the in the early days there was like you know 200 of them didn't have a case yet it's not that anymore obviously and mm-hmm. so the governor was hesitant to you know put everyone on the lockdown because you know some of those counties they don't see other people they're just right. naturally locked right. down right. there's right. no right. reason to go there and no reason to leave but is is it now officially cuz utah is still holding out as of this recording of not being locked down they they have it's not as strict as some states, but there's definitely uh, work from home, stay safe. Yeah, kind of yeah. Guidelines. They don't. Yeah, they all, don't all states have that, but uh, I think. Yeah, I think Texas is one of the ones. I think like Utah, right? That it's not like absolutely not, but it's a state that's like, yeah, well, you we will do what we want, as opposed they, to they've the. Gone, they've gone farther and like made more. The governors, as we've gone on, has made the restrictions more universal like for instance uh last week he canceled school until may right where before that was kind of left up to individual districts right and so right we'll see what happens from here on that and other things but yeah it's i I feel weird always talking about these kind of what's happening with that because it changes so fast and everything gets dated so fast right I loved and I haven't I haven't roasted him yet, but I'm in a Facebook group where some guy was like, I heard and he was trying to be like the the guy who first heard who has the inside track on something. He's like, I heard that this was all going to go away by April 1st and we'll be out celebrating and, you know, all this stuff. And I screenshotted it because he was being so smug about, you know, his inside track and that kind of stuff. And I just he liked COVID before you ever heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I've screenshotted it, but I just, to me, and the big thing, and then we'll take a break. The big thing is, is like, hey, a lot of people will pretend that they know, but they don't really know, right? Like it's going to peak here. No, but probably not. Or maybe, yeah. but but maybe not. Or too many variables. I, yeah, I've done a really good job and I and I keep reevaluating, but I just lower my expectations all the time. Yeah. Like pretty fast. I was like, my kids aren't going to go back to school. No, I know they're saying they're going to go back in April. And they're going to go back in May now, but they're not going back. No. So I, I wrap my head around that. And then like now I'm in my head, my kids are going back to school in August, but I'm going to start wrapping my head around like, <laughs> unless they don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then then just be ready for that. And then if they do get to go back to school in August, I'll be cool. This is a, a, a bonus, an unexpected surprise. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm, I'm in the like, you know, we're in a bunker and thankfully we have room in our bunker. Now, and you're, I you're, can't imagine people living in an apartment. Yeah, your your wife is a lawyer. Is she still having to go to work? Uh, she's working from home mostly. Uh, I, yeah, she's working from home. And are courts uh, canceled? Do they do that still? Uh, a lot of stuff has been canceled. I think they're right now wrapping their heads around how they can do hearings over Zoom or other video conferencing means. Yeah, because at some point that stuff becomes so backlogged that it either becomes dangerous or insurmountable. Right. I mean, I mean, stuff still has to happen. So if people are arrested, they, you still have to get them in front of a judge and they have to, you know, decide whether they get bail and you can't hold someone indefinitely. Yeah. So, 
I mean, you can, but it depends on the country of which you live. Yeah, so things things are, you know, it's not really a good time to get arrested. No, no, no. So, so do yourself a favor, wash your hands and don't get arrested, right? And that's what I mean by lowering expectations. Yeah. You just set your expectation like, there. Minimum, minimum Don't get bar. arrested <laughs> and we're good. Let's uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll have some news as part of this, but we'll also talk about some of the news, some big stories, since we've had a few days to kind of process General Conference, some of the things that stuck out to us, and uh, we'll share that and the news coming back in the second half of Articles of News. Hey, this is Dan, the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. I know we're going through a lot right now. Many states are quarantining people to their homes so that they have to work remotely. One of the things that's really important is to have a computer that's functioning correctly. One with a good webcam, one that's fast so you can be productive, one that has a good quality screen because you're going to be on this all day remotely. Computer supply has been strained because manufacturing has almost stopped. At PC Laptops, we've secured a limited quantity of laptop and desktop computers that are backed with a lifetime service guarantee. They're available for you right now in limited quantity. The great thing about PC Laptops is this. Once you buy your new computer, if you have any problems or questions, we're here to take care of you. Also, to make it really easy right now, we've arranged with some banks to offer 12-month special financing. Get into PC Laptops right now, because at PC Laptops, we're here for you, and we're in this together. PCLaptops.com. Hey, it's me, Richie T. I want to take a second and talk to you about Best DJ in Utah. You have probably seen it. Gig workers across the country, across the world, really. Uh, unable to do and make that money from those gigs. So uh, am I one of them? Yeah, you bet. Have I had 27 gigs that have not yet been rescheduled? Yes, you bet. Is that money? Yeah, you bet. Is that money probably not going to be realized? Yeah, I'm not begging. I'm not begging. I just want you to know that if you do happen to know someone that is uh, looking for a DJ, whether they uh, they live in Utah or not, quite frankly, I'll travel. You can go to bestdjinutah.com, whether it's a work party, a post-corona party, maybe it's a wedding, whatever it is, if you need a DJ for it, I hope that you will consider having me be that DJ. Hop online, bestdjinutah.com, or at bestdjinutah, wherever you social media. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. It's time for the second half of Articles of News. Before we have hit Peter hit it, uh, I want to just remind everyone that they can always contact us. Contact at theculturalhall.com. That's the email address. You can find us on any of the social medias at The Cultural Hall. And if you really want us to pay attention to what you're saying, drop it in a review. We've had several people do that recently. Thank you so much to the folks that have given us those five-star reviews. Helps us to be recognizable by other folks. And when people happen upon the cultural hall and they see, man, 225 five-star reviews, that's remarkable. I've never heard of this show. Then they want to dive in even more. So go ahead and do that. If you're doing it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're getting this podcast, make sure you give us a review. Love to hear from you. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And here we go. So uh, did you watch all of General Conference, Russ? I did as much as humanly possible with five small or four small children. Get re- get used four. to saying five. <laughs> I know. Uh, put it in my head and yeah. So no, I, I listened to it all and watched it all. I was on the couch managing stuff but yeah I, I listen to it all do you, do you guys tag team it like uh hey uh you take the more portion of the kids for this session and then kind of you know how sometimes people will do that for like sacrament meetings right like the one will be the one that gets to be spiritually fed while the other one is feeding goldfish and then they swap it the next week or is it just both uh, it's just all hands on deck we tried to do the like hear a keyword like every time they say jesus you get a tootsie roll or whatever those kind of snack jar things right 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 we tried that and like it just the, the ages are kind of spread out and it just doesn't work as well as i want it to 
so they started coloring but really when these kids have been cooped up anyways for you know quarantine land mm -hmm. then to just like oh and today we're gonna sit and watch church for 10 hours yeah. this weekend <laughs> how does that feel four-year-old yeah oh i'm excited for the opportunity I'm going to be reverent, isn't yeah. what they say. Ever. So, and then uh, here in Texas, it was rainy. So mm. there was no reprieve. So we were stuck inside. And so that's it, been the, that it got pretty stir crazy. In the times that I've felt stir crazy or have struggled, it's been when the weather has been bad for the most part. Like today, beautiful day, uh, Wednesday, uh, or uh, let me think. Uh, yeah, it should have like 70, 75 degree weather. Pretty great stuff. When it's been great, as far as weather goes, I've been fine. But when it's been snowy, man, miserable, nothing worse. Right. So, yeah, it I mean, we didn't have the kids because they were all too young to watch the uh, evening session. So uh -huh. we set them up with a video during that one and tried to, to focus on that one a little more. But, yeah, it was it's tough with kids. But sure. that's why they put it uh, out in the inside and uh, on the online and on, on the line. Am I listening yeah, to it on the, the line? On the um, So what do you think? The. Uh, gospel library app with its fun new logo yeah do you think that's the biggest story out of conference or what do you think is uh, i mean I, I well i think i think there's the biggest story has to be the temple in shanghai you think so i i mean yeah okay a, a okay. temple a temple in china if we would if you if you had that on your conference bingo sheet a temple in china like good, I mean, good for you man there's that 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 to me was the most remarkable thing uh the the proclamation, I think, was interesting, but I don't. There wasn't. I don't know that that's the biggest news item. I think, other than news, just the kind of the. For me, it's the way that, I, I guess I'll say this. I watched it, with the the teaser from last year's general conference in mind. Like this is going to be a conference to remember. You won't forget right, it. Right. Right. And, and it was going to be. You know, it's the 200th anniversary of the prophet joseph smith and hear him and all of these things mm -hmm. and so like as i was watching it I, I felt like it was it was like so many different events that we've seen where they are they've had to re redo the plan okay because of where we're in so it was like i i it was like uh the 200th anniversary of the first vision overshadowed by a global pandemic right so like you could see the bones where they were had planned to go i think or where they wanted to go and then because of the things changed, the changes happened. Well, full transparency. So like one of my writers for my day job, she had been um, contracted to go out to Palmyra for a live uh, event within General Conference. She didn't know what it was. She just knew that within the time of General Conference that she would be there kind of being a runner for whatever that thing was. So, you know, in thought, likely, you know, there would have been the different apostles, maybe at different places from the history of the church or a small portion from Palmyra, for example. And I mean, I, I'm curious to, I would be curious to know when President Nelson taped his portions from New York. Mm -hmm. Like how, at what point did that happen? And did they do that when they realized they weren't going to be able to do that? Did they put him on a plane and rush him out to New York? That, that would be, done? that would or be my they... bet, but I would love to know that story too, for sure. Because I, I, at the same time, I honestly can't, I can't picture a general conference where you have your presiding authority in a different state. Right. I, I could see him sending somebody else. So I, it, it, I, I don't know how that, that would have worked, but I, I think it would have been, I think we would have seen a lot of that remote stuff, which is what they did in, I mean, there's now been six proclamations issued by the church. Yeah. The fourth was in 1980 for the sesquicentennial of the founding of the church mm -hmm. and that proclamation was read in new york yeah so so you think uh By, so i i imagine that that was probably always part of the plan for the proclamation to be read oh yeah so maybe one of the one of the apostles reading been, it from there sure sure that makes sense i also too. thought of i also was thinking that it maybe do you remember in 2000 when the living christ came out and mm -hmm. they updated it some sense if you jump on and google it the uh, special witnesses of christ video mm -hmm. where the the different apostles all gave their testimony in different locations and yeah again they have they've updated some of that i haven't jumped on there to see if the newer ones are on there yet but i, I imagined the possibility of talks being done like that but you know like a, a like you said 
different apostles in different places related to church history. So interesting. You you maintain that the the biggest news story uh, is the Shanghai Temple from General Conference. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's fairly significant. The thing that, that I thought that I appreciated about it, because once I did hear it, I went, whoa, hold the phone, was I appreciated that they said, you know, all of this stuff, like we're going to be respective to the... the... I, 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 would, I would say that I would put a comma in there and add Dubai. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that probably... The, the two, the two are, I think in 20 years... Or in 10 years, when we're talking about the 200th anniversary of the organization of the church, mm -hmm. at that point, we'll, we'll look at the, that announcement and those two temples as like, that really started something. Yeah. Uh, but interesting to note, if you didn't hear it within General Conference, that um, that temple will be only for people that live in China, only by appointment, that this doesn't mean that there is the, you know, the ministering or proselyting of missionaries. Um, oh man, I if if I were to get married again, that's where I'd get married, the Shanghai you, Temple. You couldn't. Uh and then as I also understand it too, <laughs> unless I move. Uh it, yeah, it's going to be it's not going to be um architecturally speaking, it seemed to be that President Nelson sort of gave an idea of like this will be a place for ordinances to take place, not that we should have the expectation of, you know, a Chinese architecture influenced you know, massive, beautiful building, at least not yet. Although I have seen memes that show like the castle from Ala or, oh, Mulan, no, the Dubai temple. Oh, it was, du it was uh, the Dubai temple. It was uh, Aladdin's castle with Moroni on top. <laughs> but maybe that was how it will be in Dubai. That wouldn't even be flashy there. Well, and then Dubai, as I understand it, it's part of a like multi-religious complex. Have you read anything about that where it's like, it's uh like there's a monastery and a Buddhist and a, and like it it's sort of like a a multicultural bunch of different religious centers. Uh, I've I've heard some of that. I think it'll be. I mean, there, I know that there's going to be a meeting house there and the temple, and so it's it's going to be kind of a like which happens lots of places now. I think it'll be. I think it'll just be an interesting beacon to that part of the world, which yeah. I don't think we've really seen anything like that. But, in but, that part of the world. But it's interesting to me because I, to take it that point, and I hope I'm not confusing this with the Chinese uh, Shanghai Temple, but like as I understand it, it's going to be like the equivalent of the Salt Lake Temple Square, and there will be like a monastery and a cathedral and uh, an LDS temple and like all of these different things within the like this centered point of uh, United Arab Emirates, which is where Dubai is. Yeah, I, I, I need to read more about it, but I think it's definitely going to be an interesting place and you can go skiing there. Yeah, hey, I was just going to say you can go ski indoors. I've seen that. Those videos are pretty gnarly. Oh, uh, all right. I would concede that those two big uh, temple announcements I mean, are maybe the are maybe the biggest. I will. I will put a but maybe like when you talk about the proclamation that President Nelson read. Mm hmm. Um, I didn't feel like there was anything in there and I full disclosure, haven't I've, I've listened to it twice now and mm -hmm. I've read it once, mm -hmm. but nothing in there jumped out at me as being like, wow, that's new mm -hmm. or that's news or that's, I never thought of that. There was none of that in there and nothing registered there as it being like some big turning point thing. But I feel like, as a younger person, when I first heard the family a proclamation to the world, I felt the same way. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't feel like there was any. I didn't feel like there was any groundbreaking news there. It was stuff I felt like I'd heard my whole life. But now, when we look at the family of proclamation to the world, you can feel like there's. Uh, it was an important thing, and it may be a little bit ahead of its time for hmm. setting the stage for what would come in the world. And so, I wonder if there will be elements of this new proclamation that, in ten years, when we look back at it will feel like it was more bold or than it appeared to me, at least to be at this point. Did Does that you, make sense? Yeah. Did you notice, let me ask you this. Did you notice within the verbiage when they talked about how Joseph Smith translated the book of Mormon, did you notice kind of a distinct difference or like talk around? I know, and I can't remember the talk, but one of the things that I noticed in one of the talks, hang, I wish I could remember who it was, um, but talked about how, um, 
Joseph Smith translated the Book of Mormon by the power of God using tools. It was something it was some sort of talk around where it wasn't it it wasn't like he saw those characters and did an exact translation. It was an interesting pivot than things that I had heard before and I almost when when uh, this particular speaker was talking about um the tools mentioned like I almost thought that we would hear the reference of like the seer stones and the you know the putting the face in the hat which I I don't know in my lifetime aside from South Park have ever heard that reference you know been made in a, in a big public way yeah I I didn't none of that jumped out at me because I guess in my personal thought and study of the translation story like I I understand like the uh the pictures that we've seen in the church for the last decades have been you know the the yep. animated story version of the translation like sitting and reading the golden plates while he sits in and that 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 visual is it's easier to understand it's a cleaner story right and but i i have recognized that as the church has you know been more direct about the mechanics were probably really weird and when we all if you get to watch a video of it happening later and on the other side like we'll be like oh that's 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 interesting but yeah it, make, it makes sense it's it's revealed scripture i mean there's no real difference than how the doctrine and covenants was you just talk. yeah it's an it's an interesting thing though the way that well, i know that because that that knowledge is now that story is widely known more uh-huh. the the way you that's described you're right it, the twist on the language has to fit that that method right well and you start to see now artist depictions of you know joseph looking into the hat to translate um the book of mormon and the um you know the comparisons to the time of i believe old testament when they would put furs over their face to be able to translate and people would say well you know it's it's no different the the fur that these hats were made of it was just a a modern day adaptation of the fur it's pretty crazy getting into some of those things the parallels of old testament and new testament and then the modern day and how those things can connect and you know for some people i think quite frankly to hear the story of this is how how we were taught that it was this is you know this is maybe a little bit more how it is and now whether it be because of the internet or because other people have told our story that the church is being a little bit more um you know uh forbearing is the word that comes to mind but that's not right they're more they're more uh giving of the information about about how all these things go that that it's interesting to see people grapple with it and go wait a minute what how huh yeah and i mean for me it's like every religion is crazy right yeah every faith based thing has a level of craziness that you have to accept right mm-hmm. on on faith and so is it is it any more crazy that joseph smith got gold plates and was able to translate them by looking into a hat than talking to god in a burning bush or if you have you seen you're referencing that stephen colbert bit that i that i talk about have you heard have you heard that before i i probably have i'm uh, it, but it's yeah it's just that idea that everything's crazy yeah so there's that when mitt romney was running for when mitt romney was running for president he's like mitt romney a mormon you know, and he, he gets the crowd kind of riled up and he's like, the Mormons believe that, you know, a 14 year old boy went to a grove of trees and prayed and saw God and Jesus. And, you know, you hear the audience kind of heckling and they're like, yeah, that's so ridiculous. I can't believe that. And then he's like, when we all know the far more practical thing was that Moses crawled up to a mountain and talked to a burning bush and came back with tablets that were written by the finger of God. And they all went, oh, oh, yeah, I guess it is just as, you know. And I'll say rather than ridiculous or like crazy so that I don't have to field those emails, uh, not fantastical, but but grand, like godly, right? It can be whatever it wants. It's faith. Right. So, right, we we know... For me, it's the fruit, right? The, the you, the, all things with faith. You know, you look at the fruit and like what has come from the Book of Mormon, and what do you get from reading it? And do I think that Joseph Smith could have dreamt that up on his own? 
throughout his entire life up to the point where it was published. No, it doesn't really make sense. There's too much in there that uh, for me to think that he just did that himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so aside from proclamation and temples, you didn't even mention the Bahia Blanca temple or, uh, or Pittsburgh P town. They're getting, a, they're getting a temple. The Vicksburg another, is from Pittsburgh. Uh, and, and another temple for Nigeria. Yeah. No, I, I thought, uh, elder Bednar gave a talk where he put the map on the screen that had all the different temple dots, the ones that had been announced, all the ones that were done, all the ones that have been done in president Nelson's life. Yeah. And I thought, man, there is a giant hole in Asia. Yeah. And so they're like, there, you know, there's dots all over us and, and, and Africa to a degree, but then there's, you know, two new ones in China and yeah, it's Syracuse, there's lots of places for those dots to go. Syracuse, yet. Utah got one as well. Uh, I'm trying to do this all from memory. I know uh, Dometic, uh, Democratic Republic of Congo got one announced. Congo, Nigeria, Florida. Oh, Florida. Argentina. That was it. That was it. Tallahassee. Tallahassee, Florida. Um, and I think that wraps out the eight, right? Are we missing any? Yeah, and I mean, every year I, I listen to it and we're like, is this the year that Austin's going to get one? Or Where I'm sure you? there's people that do that. San Antonio, is that your temple? There's a temple in San Antonio, uh, which... Dallas, we're, too? Like I said, there's one in Dallas, one in Houston, okay, one in Lubbock. Uh, there's one was announced in down by the border uh, in South Texas last okay. conference. Okay. So that kind of, you know, didn't seem likely that there'd be two pending temples in texas but you know yeah you never know you never 17 know pending temples in utah yeah 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 any of the any of those other ones surprise you Syrac syracuse sort of surprised me syracuse is sort of a new ish city in utah but lots of growth up there so i i, I mean i i get the numbers right the from a logistics standpoint the number of temples and the number of people and the number of stakes that go to each temple mm -hmm. like it makes sense that there are more temples in utah mm -hmm. but I'm not super familiar with that far north Utah geography. Mm -hmm. I grew up in near Provo and Springville, but it just feels like, okay, so there's a, a temple in Ogden and Layton and Syracuse. Like, is everybody at this point? Yeah. Bountiful. You know, like, I mean, eventually. Be, I mean, well, yeah, for sure. It, but it's going to be, you know, there's the Mount of Anogas, there's Provo, Provo 2, there's Payson. Are we going to get a Spanish Fork in Springville? Like, it, it just feel like, like Utah temples, like, I, I know that they need more and that there is a demand for right. temples and right. I don't begrudge them because the numbers make sense from a strictly number standpoint. It makes sense. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to be surprised when Spanish fork gets one next, next conference. So they probably won't because Payson's there, but Springville, you know what I mean? Yeah. Lehigh, Lehigh is up next, right? Right. And the I mean, other side of the Saratoga sure. has one coming. That's sure. sort of Lehigh, right? Sure. So That's Lehigh, it, I mean, everybody's going to have a temple. I so it's. I mean, I I grew up in Springville, and the in the time I was a, a kid up until uh, I left on my mission, like our ward changed boundaries a couple of times, but you know it was essentially six square blocks or eight square blocks was right. my ward boundaries. Right. Our ward included the stuff that was west of the train tracks, and there wasn't really people living out there. It was just fields. It was we called it the West Fields, where there's farm fields, and now that there's my the church building I went to as a kid was on Main Street, but on the west side of Main Street, right down the middle of town. Mm -hmm. And that was the only church in town on the west side of Main Street. There are now four or five buildings in what were my old ward boundaries. Yeah. In 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 that time. So it's just and we always joked as kids like, well, when when I go to the Springville Westfields South Temple, you know, because <laughs> they'll right. I mean, Springville, like so, yeah. Springville was the first place that I ever saw a, a steak center right across the street from a steak center. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I lived for a short time in Springville. I wasn't in your mom's ward, though. That was the only mistake I wish I would have done. Yeah, yeah, you should have been. It was, you were in the same steak, though, right? Yeah, That's yeah, close. yeah, yeah. I mean, as close as we can be. Uh, the other thing that I think of note from uh, the general conference, certainly the Hosanna shout, in fact, in some ways, probably more impactful to the main body of the church than uh the the shanghai temple at least for the time being like the most impactful now talking with several right. people um in my neighborhood from a socially responsible distance about what that experience was like with their whole family and and being able to do the hosanna shout and i you know i in full sunday morning splendor stood and and did the hosanna shout with everyone else along with the tv and and at first 
you know, I'm there with my with my non-member wife and I'm like, hey, is this okay that I do it? And she is so great. Yes, of course. Why wouldn't you do it? And I'm like, okay. Like I felt a little, there was a moment of hesitation where it's like, do I do this? Am I, is this going to be? And then doing it, it, it was, it was, um, it was, it was awesome to be able to do that, not only for my own home, but to do it in what I felt like was with unity with so many members of the church. When I, I guess we went back in 2000 ish, when, uh, I was on a mission and we did the Hosanna shout where they did it at the conference center. Right. I felt like at that time when I was on my mission at the end of 2000, well, I was on my mission from the, in 2000 into 2001, I felt like we as a church did it a lot. Hmm. Um, and I, and I felt that because like, uh, I was in Houston when the Houston temple was dedicated. So we obviously did it there. Then they dedicated the conference center and they did it there. And then the whole church basically percent, uh, participated in the dedication of the Nauvoo temple and that's the right. temple at the same time. Yeah. So like, I felt like, uh, you know, for having something, uh, a church, uh, right. I'll call it, uh, that we don't do a lot. Mm-hmm. Like at that point in my life, to having never done it to having done it like five times in a couple of years, I was like, what in the world we're doing this all the time. Yeah. And, but at the time I, I remember being, remember having the thought or having someone talk to me about the idea of the power of shared spiritual experiences, like whether it's, you know, a, a church class, having a, a, doing something spiritual together, or they're doing something spiritual as a family, doing something spiritual as a word, having that shared experience, like you talked about with your neighbors, mm-hmm. where like, we had a spiritual experience and we all had it together. Well, we had it together as a church. And the, I guess the testimony boost that that provides at a time when there is a lot of or there is a great need for hope, I think is why we did it. Yeah. As much as it was an act of celebration and honor for the occasion. Well, and I'll tell you what, though, there's nothing for me like uh, we'll sing and we'll shout like I am on board with that. Right. When we always sing that song, that hymn, uh, Spirit of God afterwards, that one for me, sung at the dedication of the Kirtland Temple, was able to serve my mission in Kirtland part of the time in in. Uh, or in the Cleveland Mission, part of my time are in and around Kirtland, like it it washes over all of the emotions of of being able to serve and remember uh, remembering singing that song inside the Kirtland Temple and having elders and sisters on the four corners of the first level of the Kirtland Temple. Like it, it's, I mean, that song to me just brings back so much to be able to do the Hosanna shout. Like. It's it's a thing, certainly because of the history, but also because of the unity felt at a time when, you know, we need a lot of hope, like you said. Other uh, news, the uh, the accounting of the church is always interesting, right? Yeah. You're talking about the, the numbers uh, membership wise? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. And I, I, I think I think these numbers, the, the 2019 statistical report, uh, which, you know, it's easier to look at than listen to yeah. at a conference. <laughs> yeah, but... Right. <laughs> We always, call, the, uh, we always call that snack break. No, I'm, 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 I'll be fascinated to look at these numbers and compare them in a year and then another year, because it'll be interesting to see what the number of missionaries looks like. Oh yeah. What the number of converts baptized, like yep. what happens when you, when you take missionaries out of all of these countries and places that we've seen in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. are we going to see the number of converts baptized in 2020? What's that going to be like? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. So, so like there was almost a quarter million people baptized in 2000, converts baptized in 2019. Yeah. Which, which is I'm, significant because uh, it's the first time since 2012 that it's gone up, uh, which is, which is nice. Um, it, it's a growth year. So we're at 16 and a half million members of the church. So that's significant. It had been sort of a yeah. downward uh, trend for the last few years. But I'm, I'm really interested to see how, how that, um, what those numbers look like next time, next April. Well, and is it, so let me, let me uh, postulate this to you. Do you think that it, it's a time when um, in six months from now, everyone has sort of teased this idea that um, there will be this change within the missionary service for young missionaries to be able to go and serve service missions or to serve for less than two years for elders and less than 18 months for women. That seems to me like this is a natural introduction of that kind of thing. 
if anything happens, I hope it's that the stigma of a missionary that doesn't serve a full term goes away. Right. Because because like, what's a full term? Listen, you went, yeah. you came home. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I hope I hope we're there. That's my big hope from, you know, the, is that if you go and come home for whatever reason, that it doesn't have to be a, this scarlet letter that you wear. Yeah. For the rest of your life. Uh, you haven't so. had a, you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I know, because I look at what you listen to. Um, but Wednesday's episode, just a couple of days ago, um, I talked with a couple of missionaries, Elder Lambert, who we spoke to last week, uh, and about his choice as far as where he's going to serve. But also talked to a missionary that was serving in Idaho. He returned to um, uh, the Phoenix area and is home a couple of months earlier. And there's sort of a sweet moment within that where he and I talk about, you know, the fact that you went, that God, God's cool, man. He's fine. The fact that you went. So if you haven't checked that out, that's episode 392. Uh, you can check that out. That was just a couple of days ago. We talk about all things missionary service. Um, but I, yeah, I think, I think there could be a change there. Um, I mean, it changes. The work changes. Everything right. changes. The church changes. And it should change. If it was perfect, then the restoration would be done. You're right. Well, and the other thing is, is think about the people that you know that really could benefit from serving a mission, but the extroverted nature of, you know, full proselyting mission, like it just seems insurmountable. But you, you right. put, you, but you, but even you, the use of that word of full proselyting missionary, like what full proselyting missionary yeah, meant right. in 1999 to me is not what they do now. Right. So, uh, I, I, it, I guess it shouldn't be. And yeah. So like it's 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 everything has to change from the way we think of it and yeah. the way we we view it, the way. Yeah, it's oh, oh, I guess all I mean is uh, like there would be the option of a service oriented missionary or like a proselyting oriented missionary. Right. So you are called to, you know, uh, work on the farms in Florida. You're called to the cannery in you know, Southeast Asia, whatever the things would be, and and You're have that opportunity. You're going to make peanut butter in Houston. Yes. Do they make peanut butter in Houston? Yes. That sounds. It is it is the peanut butter of Houston better than anywhere else? Well, that's where you get the good peanuts. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, other things that I thought were interesting from the conference, and I know I I didn't think it had ever been done, and and certainly not in my lifetime, but it's been done five, five four, five, six times. The uh, youth speaking at General Conference. They spoke at uh, the um, Saturday night session, uh, Laudi Kauk and what was the gentleman's name? Enzo Patello were the two um, youth speakers. I can't imagine what that would be like to be called to do that. That just sounds... I, I was trying to figure out if it would be better or worse the way it was done, right? Like, With no one less in the intimidating to, yeah. to, to like sit in a room with just you and the first presidency and give a talk to a TV camera or to uh, stand in front of 20,000 people and do it. Yeah. Oh I don't, gosh. I don't really know which, which I would have preferred. I, I like their talks. I, I thought it was here. The thing that I thought was cool about it. Um, and I know there's been, you know, there's horrible people online. Don't read the comments section. Um, but what I really appreciated about it was, you know, we talk about how, in this day and age, that the representation matters, like we talk about um, that women need to see women CEOs because representation matters and all these things like there should there should always be a kid. I don't ever want to be that kid. And luckily, I'm not a kid anymore. Yeah. But like there that ship has sailed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a kid at heart. Uh, there should always, I think, be a kid or two in every general conference. Right. Let's let's bring them on and have them speak. And, you know, maybe. You know, it's I, I don't know. But to me, I, I liked that from that standpoint, in addition to what I felt like they they bore testimony to and were really well spoken. Right. No, they were they were great talks. And I, I'm I'm always interested in the behind the scenes. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to I, I, I wanted them to get up and say, well, when my phone rang, and it, was, <laughs> it was President Nelson's secretary. I was like, oh, I'm not going to do. This. Yeah. Or, or I, I, but I, I really want to know how that happened. How did, how did that, that, what, what was their reaction to the call? Right. What was their, uh, like, how did it change from like, I have assumed they knew they were going to speak before the conference got social distanced. Sure. 
and but like how did that look and what was like how did was their prep look and like did they did they have to prepare their talk and turn it in how far in advance just like everybody else a couple of weeks was, out was was there uh was there feedback back and forth like did you turn your talk in and they were like cool or was there like hey what have you changed this I, I i'm just fascinated in that aspect of it right i know I, which i would be for anybody to talk but i feel like you know you'll never hear a 70 be like yeah i turned in my talk and they were like well you can't say this 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 and this right like right. we're never going to hear that but perhaps uh brother enzo could fill us in on what he wanted to say but couldn't or not not what he wanted to say but couldn't but what what that process is really like yeah i uh i have um started to put the feelers out because the second that they announced that they were kids people came at us on twitter and they're like get these kids these young adults into the cultural hall let's find out their story about how they got called yeah, what those they... are the questions i have yeah because yeah. i would i would love to know like and, and like how their family you know reacted to it like wait what and I would love to know if they're related to someone. I know that they're both from the Provo area, and I think one of them is in Elder Gong's old ward, I think is is one of the things I was able to connect. So was it that connection, or was it like, hey, blanky blank seminary, who is your, you know, who are, who are, you, who are your eloquent speakers, or, you know, what the what the qualifications were, or what the, you know, what they were looking for when they went after it that way, too. Right now, I don't know if you uh, you know this about me, mm -hmm. but uh, I actually was in a choir that sung at General Conference one year. The uh, the uh, MTC choir. No, 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 no. As a fourteen year old in <laughs> April, April of ninety nineteen ninety five. Oh, it was April of ninety five because I was still fourteen in April. Uh, it was the uh, it was the session, the Saturday afternoon session. That morning was the solemn assembly where President Hinckley became the president of the church. Get out. That's cool. so. But from that experience of like and it was in the tabernacle and like being in that choir and that experience, like, again, it's that whole behind the scenes thing that I just I just ate that up because like I, I was thinking of, I even said this to my mother in law. It's like, well, when I sung at General Conference, we prefer, we pre we prepared a song that we ultimately didn't sing. And they, uh, they were like, you know, if time goes, if times go short, you're going to sing this song. So mm -hmm. just be ready. And then we practiced it and we had it, had it, had an extra song ready that we ultimately didn't need to sing. And I was like, when do they do that with the videos? I mean, obviously the, the time general conference sessions has gotten a little loosey goosey the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, time, but, is, time is fluid. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, do they go? Does the priesthood session go uh, ninety minutes? Does it go eighty-five? Whatever it goes, whatever the uh, whatever the Lord wants it to. Yeah, see, it's the change, right? So the yeah. uh, so like, but I mean, like that that behind the scenes, like knowing and planning, and like the logistics of being right. in a choir that was at a, in a conference was was interesting. That was another thing interesting about the the music at this one too, though. The greatest hits, man. We've we've only yeah. got a few more minutes too. I want to make sure we get to anything that you wanted to get to, but. The best of from the uh, from the uh, Tabernacle at whatever Motab. Um, well, no, they were definitely the Mormon Tabernacle Choir singing some of those songs. Oh yeah, uh, and they were singing it from the Tabernacle too, which was fun to see the old the old pipes. I loved that. I loved the closing number of was that Sunday afternoon where they did. You know, it's the different small congregations oh, the, the, the different, in the different countries. Uh, languages, yeah. Oh my gosh, sure. how powerful! We need more was that? of that. Yes, more yes. of that. More, more. Not Salt Lake. No offense to you in Salt Lake, but yeah, show us the world. Right. And that, I guess, so if if we were to, I, I the, the one other thing that we didn't really talk about the news wise from the thing was the new church logo. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I, I read some criticism of, it, of how it's like, oh, from a design perspective, it's you know, it's not as great as the the old moroni whatever mm -hmm. but really that for outside of the church that moroni logo doesn't mean anything yeah like how many how many times have you talked to someone like oh you're got that angel gabriel on top of your temple right well not exactly it's and then it just it gets this muddy description of like who that angel is like i appreciate that in that new logo it's just such a clear oh that how can you not call that so so Christ-centered in everything it is? It's like, oh, yeah, that's that. I think of people who were using the old Gospel Library app that weren't in our church were like, oh, wow, look, it changed to Jesus because these are books about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so it, appropriate. It, it's funny because that, to me, maybe even more than um, 
maybe even more than some of like the name discussion, I think is, is, is more, uh, to the for- forefront, right? Like having a picture of Jesus as, you know, some would say the symbol of the church or the logo or the whatever, like this is Jesus. There's not a question about it now, seeing it. Although I, I have seen the funny memes where the new missionary tags with that logo on it that are like, <laughs> look like they look like a cell phone because it's yeah. got that bing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, jeez. But that probably won't be a thing. Well, and the, and to that point, the meme game from General Conference was pretty great where people, you know, they talked about how Moroni, when he lost his trumpet <laughs> as part of the earthquake. Yeah, you drop your trumpet once and you're you're fired. Yeah, you lose your job because it went from the Moroni symbol to the, to the new one with the savior. Like, people... People in quarantine's meme game is so on point. If there is one positive thing from this self-quarantining, it is that, man. People, like, something happens, they are on it, and they are on it well done. It's not, you know, it's not Willy Wonka, you know, we're not putting funny words into the Willy Wonka thing again. It is straight up just the the funniest, good good game, members of the church. For sure, for sure. They, uh, the The new logo definitely has some... I don't know. It's appealing to me. Yeah. I, I, I get from a design standpoint, strictly like a an intellectual design thing. It may not be as, you know, like they talked about empty space and negative space and all of these things that sure. it doesn't have that the other one has, but I don't know that that matters really. Yeah. I know that the mainstream 16.5 million members of the church aren't looking at it going more white space, please. Can we get some more white space in here? Right. And I mean, like I did TV right as a profession. And I, I feel like in my lifetime, I've seen the quality of TV that's accepted has gone down the tubes, <laughs> right? The, the YouTube journal um, journalism in general. Well, no, not, not journal. I'm talking about video. quality. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 but like, and you see it, you turn on your news tonight and you watch some reporter do a story from their bedroom and, and it, we're okay with it. Hmm. Well, he's webcamming like we are right now. This isn't set up in any way, shape, or form like I would like as a video guy. Mm-hmm. But but like, I think it's the same way with printing. Like like that, we're able to do the detail on that. Uh, it doesn't matter that it, it doesn't work the same way as the old print rules used to require. Right. Well, print rules don't matter anymore. It's, right. It's the message of what that image is. And like, you can see it whether like your phone has a high enough resolution that you can see that logo at whatever size. Yeah. Uh, anything else in our in our waning parting moments? Anything else that we should mention? Um, I thought it was uh, interesting. This is just sort of a side news, but uh, BYU with their uh, football players, they're having uh, a little bit of a problem because there are several players who only served for a year, which is great, right? No shame. We're not throwing shade on that, but the team oh. had recruited planning on those people not being back and now those people are back and they subsequently want to get on with their lives and they're like so can i play and they're like uh well we uh how do we i don't know can you can't could i mean so that's that was an interesting story and then let's end on this shall we this was a great story that i was turned on to from lds living about you know we talk about people's meme point uh or mean uh meme generation on point you know that we have and you can find a link by the way to all of these stories at theculturalhall.com you know that we have gotten to a particularly um let's just say too much time on our hands place when people like artist christopher creek takes an oreo cookie and he takes the cream from the oreo cookie and does a bust picture of the prophet joseph smith have you seen this i have not it's it's but i would eat that it's pretty great uh the way that uh he took the cream and he to his oh, credit wow. to his credit it looks like the prophet joseph smith or at least the depictions that we see of the prophet joseph smith and he gets all of the cream you know how there's some of that residual cream always on the other part of the cookie like he is able to bust shot of joseph smith on an oreo cookie so you can find that link at the culturalhall.com and uh special thanks to uh former guest of the cultural hall morgan jones she was the one who wrote that article and found chris creek so very funny 
I would love to get a bust of myself on an Oreo cookie. Does that mean I'm, am I a narcissist that I want an or- a Richie Oreo cookie? Would you eat it? No. No, no, no. I'd shelf it. I don't know. Depends on how long this quarantine lasts. I might eat it. <laughs> At a time when we can't get Oreos. In, in a world. That's- it's like a it's like a fire extinguisher. You've got it on your shelf in a glass case and yeah. in an emergency. Yeah, I'm breaking that break glass. Um, Russ, thank you so much. I look forward to now that we got this set up and you sound great doing this more with you in the future. People that listen to the Cultural Hall, other lifers or converts, you can anticipate that. Don't worry, Brother Kyle's not going anywhere. We'll hear from some uh, old timers of the Cultural Hall here coming up in the future as we make our way till the 400th episode. We're going to be checking in with DJ Rob. We'll check in with the anxious white virgin, uh, the original co-host of the Cultural Hall, uh, Lauren. We'll see what she's up to, as well as the old pizza face herself, Ashley Garby-Smith. That's coming up in upcoming episodes and a few other surprises. You can always email us, contact at thecultural.com or find us on social media. I hope, Russ, that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. And it has. And that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And we can all just listen at home for the rest of forever. <laughs> for the rest of forever. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really gotta go on the cultural hall show.